You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. It's Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network, along with the shrieking little dog barking across the hallway in my apartment complex. You can subscribe to the pod on <laughs> iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get pods. And you can follow us on Twitter at Walker Mail, at Not of the Scribe, and at Locked On Hornets. This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Nada is joining us after a weekend in New York. He abandoned us for the NBA draft. He abandoned us at least for the start of NBA free agency yesterday going into it. But he is here. He is here. He's here, I guess, too. He's listening to you. He's listening to me. Yes, I, yes I'm listening to um, you as well. Yes, I am here. And it, it's one of those things like... When your girlfriend suggests, hey, let's take a vacation and hey, let's do it at this point, it helps if you check the calendar. I did not check the calendar. Mm -hmm. I did not realize that I had scheduled the first night of my vacation for the NBA draft. And had I done it, had I done it properly, I would not have changed a single thing. (laughs) I would not have changed anything. I was, Walker, I'll tell you what, that was a fun vacation. And um, there's a lot of this. That if you follow me on Instagram, and I'm not giving out my Instagram because there are too many of y'all now, um, I would tell you that it was a great vacation. There was a lot of food to be had, and there again, I may I called a few shots of mine during the plane ride, paying fifteen dollars for internet, and I feel justified and vindicated in a lot of this. But we'll get to this because free agency, um, I don't feel justified, and I'm kind so of you you now. you yeah. called the trading up for Kai Jones pick. That's what that's what you were wanting to gloat about within the first. Let me see the recording time real time. One forty five. You wanted to gloat yes. within the one forty five yes. that you called yes. the Hornets trading back up to go yes. get Kai. Yes, because you know what? For right then, I felt like I had some synergy with Mitch and I felt like, you know what? I'm in these guys heads. I understand. I talk. I listen. I did all the right things. And then did you, you know, li- what voices like- were you listening to? Were you listening to the voices deep within your head saying, this is what I think Mitch is going to do. And then you just regurgitated that back onto Twitter. That's what I always do. You shouldn't be surprised. By any of this. <laughs> that, that, that is true. I am not surprised by any of it. Well, I'm interested to see how much synergy you have with Mitch Kupchak right now, because the start of free agency has gone anything but what we expected to see from this front office and what this uh, what we expected from this team. And I guess I shouldn't say that. It's just that we expected them to either retain a couple of players or acquire a couple of new players. And they have not done that whatsoever. In fact, they've lost mm-hmm. them. They've lost all of the guys we expected them to lose. And we expected them to... They lost all the guys that we maybe thought there was a chance to bring back. So Malik Monk... He gets a little more interesting now, like Uh-oh. at least a, at least enough to mention he still hasn't signed with a team. The Hornets get a first round pick in exchange for sign and trade Devonte Graham going to New Orleans. We'll get to that in a moment. Yes. But Malik Monk pretty certainly pretty certainly is gone. Cody Zeller has signed a one-year deal with the Portland Trailblazers, eight-year career with the Charlotte Bobcats slash Hornets, tip of the cap. 
good old Cody Zeller, man. Mm-hmm. I it, it's going to be one of the feel good Hornets slash Bobcats ever. And he's now playing with the Portland Trailblazers. He feels like a Trailblazer. Felt like the right team. I think he's, he's gonna got, he's, got he's gonna right be one of those guys. He's got the right. <laughs> I don't know what Portland. <laughs> he does. He does. Um. So he is now. I didn't see any of the financials on that deal. deal. I'm still Probably looking. I have the minimum. Like if Andre Drum, like him and Andre. No, you think vet men? Yes. yes. Cody did not sign a one-year deal for the vet men. Just There's to get no out of way. Hey, I believe that. If you hey, felt like I've, you were misused and mistreated for the last two years and had your minutes jerked, you'd be on the first thing smoking too. Ain't no way signed for the men. I, I would be angry at Charlotte for letting him go for the vet men, and then they're paying Mason Plumley eight million dollars. Oh, Goodness gracious. Oh, man. Uh, anyways. Cody, I haven't seen the financials on that, but he's playing with the Portland Trailblazers. I know he did want to go play with a good basketball team and contribute. Like, that's the thing I don't get. People have loose definitions of contender. I don't know what he meant. Maybe contend for a playoff spot. (laughs) Clearly. Maybe contend for like the sixth spot. I don't know. You're right. I don't know what contending he meant, but he is with a decent team. At least he's playing with Dame. He's playing for CJ McCollum, at least for the time being. Either way, I don't want to spend too much time on that. We got to get to Devonte Graham because that's been the more surprising move that the Charlotte Hornets have gone with. They qualified him. They did the over $5 million qualifying offer. They extended that to him and we expected in restricted free agency for basically him to stick around here in yes. Charlotte, Nada, there were reports that Oklahoma City was going to offer him the bag, and it was going to be to the tune of, I mean, I don't know, it could have been anywhere from 17 at the time to $18 million annually. I don't know. But instead, what happened, and there were some reports too, by the way, about a three-team signing yes. trade between the Chicago Bulls, between the New Orleans Pelicans, and between the Charlotte Hornets, which each of these details have been reported individually, but still could happen. You know, there still is a possibility that the Hornets could be involved with a sign and trade being linked to the Chicago Bulls who get Lonzo ball for over 20 mil. They're sending Sadoransky. I forget who else they're sending back to the Pelicans. Um, I think there's a pick involved there as well. Um, I forget who the other player is in that deal, but either way, you know, Devante is going to new Orleans and the Charlotte Hornets. They get a lottery protected first round pick in return. Mm -hmm. The thing is, the contract for Devante is $47 million over four years. That's not even $12 million annually for someone that I thought was going to get $15 million annually. If not more. And I didn't think it'd be crazy to think that he was going to get 18. I, I said it on the Monday solo pods so just yesterday. I was like, I expect him to get 15 the high end, maybe like something like $18 million, but it's not even 12 annually, nada. Yeah. And so you would have thought just for that little money, it's a good, it's a fair to good yeah. deal. I mean, if the Hornets, if the Hornets signed Devonte Graham for four years, 47 million total, I would have said, okay, that's awesome. Let's go ahead and do that. Let's bring him back. But instead they have the chance to get him for a lottery protected first round pick. Let's just digest that for yeah. a moment. I said I thought it would be a good deal. You agreed. What do you make of this while you're trying to digest the Hornets deciding to go with the first round pick instead of keeping a guy that was a good player for him last year on what was by far a fair deal, maybe even a cheap? I am. I, I'm not going to lie. The, the four for 47 is what blows me because I thought that would be one of those like, 
oh, that's all you need to get us to sign again to get you in contract for the next four years. That's it. Like, okay, go ahead. So I, I'm surprised that Devonte got that little. I am surprised that it took a lottery protected first to pry him from the Hornets. I thought it would be more, especially a lottery protected first where we do not know the protections. And if the New Orleans, you mean down, yeah, the, down line the line is what you yeah. mean. Like we don't know how don't long know this how is going to play. This could be one of those things that this first round pick turns to nothing. So if we're going to have that conversation, like I do kind of work, but I, I just, there's a lot of this that I do worry is a bunch of bad business going coming back on you because this may be one of those times where I understand not falling in love with your own players and the Hornets having a problem with that in the past. This guy was Mitch's guy. This was a guy that basically was a guy that showed you, you do all the right things, we will reward you. And they chose not to. I do worry about this. I do worry about the people aspect on this because this is now a pattern. At some point, you're going to have to reward your own guys. Who's going to be the first guy to do it? Maybe it's P.J. Washington. Maybe it's Miles Bridges. But I'm wondering what they think with all of this because everybody they've built this around, for the most part, is gone except for Borrego. That's it. Now, yeah, like there's a lot of this that, for me, doesn't make sense. And I hope at some point it will make sense. I want it to make sense. And it made like the draft made sense. This does not, unfortunately. I I, I want to get this sponsor in and then we can spend a little bit more time in the segment, a second segment talking about it. But first, we got to show some love to rockauto.com. They've been supporting us for a long time. You should support them. This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. I don't know why you often undergo pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning. Don't be scared. Just go to rockauto.com. You don't got to deal with all that stuff. Save time and money when you Rock Auto. Don't choose to spend 30 to 50 to 100% more for the same parts from a chain store uh, from a chain store or a new car dealership. They've got everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil. They even have new carpet. Go explore their easy to use website today. You can find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or your truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about it, Spox? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We're going to give you some more Graham analysis and more on uh, free agency coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. We said it Monday. They lost to the Pips. They didn't lose to Gladys Knight. They lost to the right. Pips. They lost to the backup band. They lost to Steve. Now, granted, depending on the backup band, that this is still an impressive backup band. If it's like Stevie Wonder's backup band, then yeah, it's awesome. But if it's I was like gonna say. Kings, of, <laughs> Kings of Leon backup band, totally different. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. As I'm recording, I have ESP on. Uh, ESP. ESP on? <laughs> Hold on oh, nice. Second. ESP on. Nice. <laughs> uh... As I'm recording, I have ESPN on in the background, and I see in the Washington Nationals game, I don't know the player, but apparently he had a praying mantis on the top <laughs> of the bill of his cap, and he just stuck with it. 
He just decided to play with the praying mantis on his hat. And he was saying two outs to everyone, or he was just giving everybody like a, a what's up. And then he looked to the praying mantis and did the same thing. I love it. I think that's hilarious. Kudos to that guy for showing the wherewithal to play with the praying mantis on your uh, baseball cap. Let's get to more of this Devontae Graham yeah. thing. Not, a, I'll tell you what I think. There's a there's a lot uh, of things to I think consider. One, I thought the Charlotte Hornets would bring him back if that was going to yeah. be the money. I'm surprised. I know that first round picks are valuable. I don't know the protection on this as we go forward as well. And maybe that changes before this thing becomes official, right? This is just the legal tampering period. I don't know what's going to happen once everything becomes official. Maybe there's a Josh Hart thrown in there, which I would love. Um, You know, the Hornets need players. We need to find some bodies that you can rely on and be competent basketball players out there on the floor. Who can you trust? Well, right now you're losing a lot of the guys that you trusted from last year. So you need some bodies. I don't know what all ha- uh, happens from that. But with Devontae, I thought they would bring him back. And it makes me question the Malik Monk process even more. Yeah. Because if Devontae is only going for less than $12 million annually, I, Malik Monk isn't going to get that kind of money. I wouldn't think. No, he's getting the one-year minimum. You could minimum. have just... Admit, like, to me, his market is that. Like, So you could extend the qualifying offer, him, uh, offer for him, control where he goes. If you want to let him go because somebody throws him the bag, then fine, let him do that. But it never made sense to let him go before extending the QO to him. But now it definitely doesn't make sense because you lose your guy that was going to come in and, and shoot and play make off of the bench. You could have had that with Malik and now you risk him being gone and somebody that had control and he's got control. Now he's got the unrestricted free agency to where he can go. So it doesn't, it, it doubles down on that move, making even less sense. But also with all of this, this is a team Mitch Kupchak I don't know about James Borrego as much. I don't know about him publicly vocalizing this, but we know Mitch Kupchak has said they have playoff aspirations now, mm-hmm. and this is not a team to throw that word out there the last couple of years. They, they've called it what it is. They've understood how real getting more talent is and what phase they were in the rebuild post Kimball Walker era. They didn't think they were playoff material, and, and now they do. They said it. Right, like we've talked about next year is when the expectations come, but Mitch Kupchak and them have said it. So, so here's the process. Not a, it feels a tiny bit directionless to me, right? No, like I'm it's not, not saying there. It's not just you. Like it, it's it's not like they're completely floating out there in space, but it feels a little directionless because you go to the draft, they get James Booknight. Okay, that pick, you can see some planning done there if he was available. Okay. You, you let go of Malik Monk. James Booknight is that replacement. We talked about that. Um, you didn't, yeah. but me and Doug talked about that. As soon as that pick w- was made, you still expected to keep on and hold on to Devonte Graham. But then for the centers, you trade up for Kai Jones, who was clearly a project. No one thinks he's ready right now. No, no one, one should does. either. JT, Th- JT Thor's even younger than Kai Jones. Who's also a big time project and a second round pick to go along with your other two second round projects from just last year. Vernon Carey's the most polished of them all, and it's not even close. So you have four developmental projects, and you got Mason Plumley, who not a, is not helping you defensively, and he's not even great offensively. This is somebody that we were okay with the pick because you move up 20 spots 
Mason, we thought at the time, was just going to be a backup center. But Rashawn Holmes is gone now. He goes back to Sacramento four years for $55 million. That was the only solace. And maybe the Charlotte Hornets allowing Devontae Graham to walk, getting a first-round pick in return, but Rashawn Holmes is gone. Nerlens Noel, he goes back to New York. Daniel Tice signed some money. Uh, where does he go? Houston, Houston. now, yep. is that right? Yeah, so, you know, they've got Garuba, Shangoon, and Tice now all on the same team, and Christian Wood, so, you know, they're huge. Um, but wh- where's the center that you can rely on to, quote-unquote, take the blows off of P.J. Washington's body? It, it just... If, if this is a team with playoff aspirations, they've got so many young big guys when all they've talked about is how much they want to improve the center position and they didn't get any defensive wing. No, they, they got James Booknight who can help you now to a certain degree, but off, off, I mean, still clearly has to improve as a rookie. It's just you know, where did this team get better as far as acquiring new talent? You're putting so much eggs into the PJ Miles and Lamelo all have to improve themselves basket, and I get it. You know they didn't get anybody I get else. It. I'm I'm kind of with you on this. Like I, there's a lot of this that I still don't understand when it comes to an as when it just literally comes to the acquiring talent aspect of this because this team is smaller than it was literally. What forty eight hours ago? Maybe even last week. This team doesn't have a. This team has one center, one experienced center. That's Mason Plumley. He's not good enough to start for you right now, and he shouldn't be good enough to start for you. You're seeing every other team get better in your division. Again, Atlanta's good as is already. They could get better with a couple of trades. Um, Orlando got better, added two two lottery picks. Probably going to keep. Uh, who is it? Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. Probably extend him to a decent amount of money. You also have Washington that got better by got, that by getting rid of Russell Westbrook, and then like the the whole, and you got Miami who clearly got better at the same time and was a bugaboo last year. Where is the improvement in the talent? Like where is the plan? And Quite honestly, do you know what scares me about this? The plan looks like it's wait for Miles Turner to come available, trade PJ and a few other pieces, and then that's our center rotation while we wait for Kai Jones. Because that's what the plan looks like right now. Yeah, I'm not sure I, I mean, like that plan. All the I like right the first now. round pick from New Orleans. I understand the thought process. At that price for Devontae, it makes it a little harder. I would be much better parting ways with Devonte if it was 14 million dollars annually which i still would have done if i was charlotte i would have been okay with 14 million dollars annually but if, if that was the contract and you're like you know what we'll take the lottery protected first round pick then okay one other thing i, I wanted to mention before we take a quick break come back with one more segment get some more of your draft day takes and talk about this a little more i wonder how much giving up that first round pick to the New York Knicks came into play by getting another 2022 first round pick from the Pelicans. So now they, they got back something in the arsenal. Now they have another protected first, right? Because that, that one going to New York, it's in limbo land. You you can't, you can't trade it to get better in the middle of the season. If this was a, this is a team with playoff aspirations. It's coming from them. So, so, so if they're looking to get to the playoffs, 
then you could expect them to possibly make a move in the middle of the season, but they don't have a 2022 first round pick. And sometimes general managers, general managers just want the first round pick to, to come the following NBA draft. They don't want the Charlotte Hornets maybe to get better the next season after maybe they're saying, well, I, yeah, they're already struggling this year. Maybe somebody gets hurt. Maybe Gordon Hayward it, it gets unhealthy. I don't know. I want the 2022 either way. They do have that now in their arsenal. And that's that's what I it, this is my prediction too, Nada. You kind of alluded to it, but I, I wonder if because there's got to be something that they're working on. They can't just be sitting on their hands and saying, oh, we don't want to pay this guy double digit mill. We don't want to pay this guy double digit mill. Just here, give us something else and, and we'll just suit up with everybody else on rookie contracts or Terry Rogier and Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Th- that's what they're essentially doing right now. I think maybe getting that first round pick they might use that to flip it for a Miles Turner, a Marvin Bagley. You've been kind of linked to. I wonder if that's something the Hornets are interested in getting rid of that lottery first round pick and then something else. I don't know, but I wonder if that's the plan because we've heard too many times from Borrego. He doesn't like his center spot, and I just can't imagine that they are in love with, oh, Mason Plumley. Yeah, he's a huge upgrade over Cody. I mean, that would... If that's true, then we're in trouble yeah. for their talent evaluation process. Yeah. So I, I, I'm with you when you alluded to the Miles thing. I wonder if they've got all the regs and that basket along with just anybody else to try to flip that asset in for something. I, in I hope so. I hope so, because that's better than the alternative. But at the same time, you better get him if this is the case, because you're missing out on everybody else. And I understand that everybody everybody has wanted and lusted after Miles Turner for a little bit. This better be worth the squeeze, because if not, then you look pretty dumb. And I can see this being, unfortunately, being a let's figure it out with Mason Plumley, Bismack Biombo, and whichever of the rookie centers, uh, second-year centers, figures it out first. And you pray it's Vernon Carey. Like, I can see that being the issue, and that's simply not good enough. And the fans would deserve better on that. I want to continue to talk about this. Um, we'll do that in the next segment. First, let's talk about bet online. It's the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season, it's in full swing, and you can track all the action at bet online. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game. As teams prep for their runs to the playoffs, you can head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. We've got one more segment to go on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. Did you just, we got food at home, Alperine Sengun? You literally just, we We're got not food. going to McDonald's, Nada. We, we, we do. <laughs> right. Look, I, Eddie Murphy out here. I'm, I'm Eddie Murphy right now. Okay. I'm telling you, we're going to chop up the green peppers. We're going to put it in the hamburger meat and it's going to be good enough. It's time for more of the locked on Hornets podcast. All right, let's continue to talk about the miles Turner possible addition. This is nothing being reported besides the fact that there's been reported interest about 17 different times throughout the course of really the last maybe year and a half. You know, it's just, it would just make sense because 
all the centers are gone. You know, you're not going after anybody anymore. Like even the guys that were low on the totem pole with the Dwayne Deadman, I believe he signed with Miami. Andre Drummond you know, signed gorgy. for the minimum today with the Sixers. <laughs> Which hey, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> that that's that's good yes, as far yes. as I'm concerned. I, I wouldn't have wanted Andre Drummond, but point taken, all of them are gone. A Gorgie Jang, which has been everybody's, uh, I, including myself, I always loved him coming out of Louisville, right? Like a Jang would have made some sense there as well. So you just don't have anybody else that you're going after. Um, Miles Turner would make some sense in that regard. And another guy that you could have attached to a, this first round pick, you know, it would have been a Devonte yeah. Graham. You know, instead of maybe the Pacers deciding to pass on re-signing TJ McConnell, you go instead with a Devontae Graham, you get the protected first, um, and then you get Miles, but obviously Devontae was traded for the protected first, and so now you don't have that. Do you just trade a Terry Rozier before you have to pay Terry big-time money? Because here's what I'm scared of, Nada. I don't want them to let Devontae Graham go to the Pelicans, save some money on him, not pay Malik. You've got LaMelo. You've got some of these guys that you're going to pay. I expect them to pay Miles Bridges. I expect them are we sure, at least are for we the sure time being. Gonna, are we sure he's going to sign in October? Because I'm not. No, I just expect them to at least yeah. try. I expect him him to be in their plans. I just don't want Terry Rozier and I don't want the Hornets to be thinking, hey, we got to pay Terry. Like, I just don't want the be that to be in the decisive box. Hey, we got to make sure that we're gearing up to pay Terry. And so let's save some money here and there as far as the backcourt goes. I, I would be scared about That's, that. I, you know what? I get your fear because this team seems to be locked in on one thing and one thing only. And that's not the best way to run a franchise for my the best franchises I've seen have plans and have ways to pivot off these plans. Thus far, the Hornets are not being knocked off their pivot, and they probably should be at this point. I do worry. Like, again, I just can't keep, like, I can't emphasize enough. I hope there's a plan B to this because if not, the center rotation is not is not sniffing NBA quality this year for and to be to be good enough to be a playing team, much less a playoff team. Chicago got better this year. Uh, like I just keep thinking about the teams that got better in the offseason right now, and I can't just it it scares me to to think how bad this team is going to be on the pivot if they don't address it with something like if Miles Turner does not show up, and I am really getting it. I'm concerned. I'm beyond concerned right now because this is not the asset management that we've seen in the first three years of Mitch Kupchak. There's always going to be some some projection of your own guys getting better. I mean, LaMelo Ball is a potential superstar. That's how we're talking about him. So you're hoping that he takes that next step up next year. You're hoping for maybe a higher consistency with the volume for Miles Bridges, right? Like we got it for one month last season, even though he was pretty solid all year long. You just wonder if the volume is going to be there all year long rather than just maybe the last month of what it was last year and the consistency can still be a part of his game. You're wanting PJ to be more consistent with that shot. 
um, going in more often and hopefully being in better shape, learning to be a professional in the NBA. You know, those are three prime candidates to really help you next season going into their second, third, and fourth year. I expect them to improve. You still have Terry Rozier, at least in a contract year right now. You still have Gordon Hayward, okay? Those are good players. I, I In fact, I as far as your most effective lineup, PJ is still the five. I, I That's got to be a better lineup than Mason Plumley playing the five. Yes. Mason can come in and help you here and there, maybe play similar minutes to what Cody Zeller did. We know James Brago wasn't playing Cody Zeller all that much. Okay, so there's your six. Then you also have to see improvement from Jalen McDaniels. So that's the that's the other guy that I believe in that it would take me some pretty decent compensation to move off of. Everybody else, I mean, right now, Nada, you're having to rely on, you know, Kai Jones, James Booknight, they're off of your mm-hmm. bench. I don't know what's going on with JT Thor. I wouldn't expect anything I mean, out of JT Thor or Scotty Lewis right. this year. And that and, and, right, and well, at, right. at this point, the Martin twins can be released at any time. Like there's a lot of this that's just question uh, right. mark after question mark after question mark. And as much as I would love to put Jalen McDaniels in that, he's kind of a partial question mark too, because is he gonna be the guy that's gonna play like a team player or is he gonna be the guy that is going to play as if he's on a 10 day because if he so so here's my point here's my point you've got your five best you've got your five effective lineup right that we talked about with pj at the five then off of the bench it's mason Plumley, james Booknight, and jalen mcdaniels that you feel comfortable with and Kai Jones is a project. Like we know what that is. The 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 long term upside, it's there. Seven footers don't have that vertical. They don't have that touch. But God, he's got to put it all together. And he's got to get Okay, that's fine. We training program too. Yeah, for sure. But again, he does not belong in an NBA floor right now. So again, it's Book Knight, Jalen McDaniels, and Mason Plumley off of your bench. Ugh. Yeah, like <laughs> you know, like wh- wh- where's the other guy coming from? And they're not done. The Hornets aren't done, but it they need to do something. Like if the idea, is, and I guess this is my, and I'm with you on this. If the idea is that there are playoff expectations, this is not how you build a team with playoff ex- expectations. This is a team that you're like, okay, we may have to do something else, and we may just lean into being young and being exciting. And to to that question, I would ask Mitch, uh, Mitch in the front office, is it Uchiwali or is it one Mike? Because right now, I'm not sure. The pl- you can't say we expect playoffs and throw Kai Jones in the rotation minutes out there. You can't do that. Well, I don't know which one represents one Mike and which one represents Uchiwali, but, I mean, they were the one telling us that their goal well, is yeah. to make the playoffs like, next that's, year. That's, and that, so, again, this is all very, very confusing. I can't wait till this gets sorted out. We have a lot to talk about. We, we're getting buried in the content, and we get to panic a whole bunch more during this whole entire week, I guess. Well, and, and I guess that's the important part. You know, I don't want to panic. I mean, free agency, we're not even, I mean, we're not that far out. Granted, it gets pretty damn cold after the first, what, five hours, six yeah. hours? You know, you're, you're already moving pretty damn fast through all of the guys you were hoping to go get because that got that's how it plays out right like so okay if you're a hornets fan the way you're watching this play out is 
What happens with Devontae? Mm-hmm. Okay, Devontae gets moved to New Orleans. All right, now what? You know, New Orleans Noel, he's going back to New York. All of these center options come off of the table. Rashawn Holmes. Okay, now they've got some cap space to really make a run at Rashawn and be a, a real player. I was listening to the Zach Lowe uh, podcast with Bobby Marks that took place on Friday. I was listening to that today, just kind of getting caught up in what their thought process was. And Zach talked about how the Hornets were a real big player for Rashawn and how that's somebody that they wanted. And, and a lot of people wanted Rashawn. But he goes back for a deal that the Hornets could have taken care of had yeah, they really wanted there's to. There's that you part, know, like, too. And mind you, this is a deal that we're not even sure that the Kings are even legally allowed to make right now. Because, well, and, and, and because yeah, again, ahead. the max that they were supposed to be able to pay him is like something like 10, 5, or 11, 1, or something like that, around $11 million. And they're paying him closer to like, 50, like 12, 13. And that's something that I know the Hornets could have matched. So the fact that they didn't even put themselves in, put them, put a bid in, makes me wonder if they really just had one guy in mind for this the whole time. Yeah, and does does Rashawn just want to stay in Sacramento? I mean, I guess it is. That's questionable decision country. making, by the way. That's questionable. I know. Making. I know. I mean, I guess if you wanted to stay in Sacramento, you are a long way away. You're quite literally across the country when you decide to come to Charlotte. I don't know the push that Charlotte made to go get Rashawn. But that that was the questionable thing because Rashawn was the only guy left, but it, it, it would have been your your number one option at center this entire offseason, and the Hornets don't extend that deal. I, at least they don't get that deal done. I don't know what happened behind closed doors, but they didn't land Rashawn after all of this. So I, I don't know what the Hornets are going to do. They still need defense. They they need size and defense on the perimeter. They need they need size and defense down low for somebody that you can rely on. Uh, they need depth. They need wing depth. If playoffs so, are supposed to be a still, thing. They, they still they need to get this going like ASAP. Well, and 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 even and look, I again I don't want to panic. It's just that even even if rebuild was a thing, even if Mitch Kupchak held a press conference said, "Hey, sorry, we're actually going all in on a rebuild." You know, I mean, that would mean trade Gordon Hayward and, and you know, just in this situation, like there's my, my point being they're still too good to get a high draft pick, you know, at least exercise their options. Like if we we're trying to go with the tank, which isn't happening, but you get my point. It just seems a little directionless right now. It, we've got time. Mixed messaging like a mug. Yeah, right we, we can see, you know, Mitch Kupchak still has some time and, and they're going to add more players. They have to. I mean, they quite literally have to add more players and we'll try to assess it once they do. Um, but right now it's been, it's not gone the way that I think we thought when we talked about a Devante and maybe going after a center, they have not done that. They have not acquired new bodies and they've lost a couple of bodies here and there as well. All right. That'll do it for locked on Hornets trying to recap free agency. We'll get maybe some more of not as draft day takes, uh, because he did not share those with us after the NBA draft. And so we can do that tomorrow, but we'll be continuing to give you shows the rest of the week that wraps up this edition. Thanks again again to uh, bet online thanks again to rock auto for supporting the show now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of locked on nba really any show on the locked on podcast network have a great day and we'll be back with you tomorrow